listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Let me first give you a word of warning or of assurance about today's podcast, depending on where you fall on the spectrum. This is not going to be a long podcast. Uh, so if you're wanting a long podcast, wrong place. But um, this is just one where I want to, to talk about a conversation I just had. I, I had someone who got off the phone and, and she said, you know, I just, I just feel like I'm quitting. I just feel like walking away from this. And So I began to talk with her about the difference between feeling like quitting and deciding to quit. So first, let me tell you very clearly that I believe there is always a time when you can decide to quit. In fact, I kind of think that about marriage as as overall, that every day is a decision to stay married. And uh, so then we come to that point where there's the fork in the road. And and that's an interesting place to begin to ponder when you're down and frustrated. Because if you're in the process of trying to restore a relationship, even if both of you are working on it, I guarantee you there will be days when you're frustrated and when you're down and when you feel like you're losing ground, not gaining ground. And that raises the question of the difference between feeling like quitting and deciding to quit. So I'll take you back to an experience I had a number of years back. Uh, I was running, trail running, and I decided to do a trail marathon. Trail marathon meant that it was 26.2 miles running. And by the way, they miscalculated. We actually ran 26 and a half miles, but it's running on single track up and down the hills, up and down uh, really some pretty steep terrain crossing the country. And the way they ran this race, uh, we all got on a bus and they took us far away from the, uh, the finish line. I don't know how far because we had to wander around so much in the woods, but a good distance away. And they dropped us off at the starting line. And we had to run through the woods all the way to the end line. Now, unlike some other marathons that you might have seen on TV, there were no spectators. <laughs> there was nobody there to cheer me on. In fact, my, my wife kind of teases me that, you know, only a few crazy people will go out in the woods and run for 26 and a half miles with nobody cheering them on. She, she ran another marathon and, and enjoyed having the spectators. But I wanted to run a trail marathon. And so we only had a few places where there were people. Every now and then we would run up on a tent. There was a support tent. And the support tent had really two purposes. One was to have a a place where we could uh, get some more water or or more nourishment. And the other was to pull off the ones who were in bad enough shape that they needed to stop then. And so at each point we went through, people would say, uh, do you need help? And um, do you need any assistance? And so then we would run on. So the day started very early. Uh, the, the first uh, leaving of the bus was 6 a.m. They dropped us off at the starting line about 7 a.m. And we were off and running about 7.30 a.m. So as you're running through the woods, the day seems longer and longer. And back then, I didn't have a reliable GPS. So I literally had no way of really knowing how far along I was at any point other than kind of estimating it on my watch. And by the way, that's kind of a blessing and a curse to be able to know how many miles you should have run in a certain amount of time by calculating it in your head, because you're constantly asking yourself, how far am I? How far is it to the finish line? That's kind of a lot like working through a marriage crisis. You never know how far it is to the finish line. You never know how, how far you are you from success. 
And sometimes you don't have people cheering you on. Maybe every now and then you have someone saying, hey, how's it going? Or do you need any help? But for the most part, you're on your own, trying to use your own inner resources to get there. So the experience is very similar to what you went through or are going through. And I remember how many times along that path, it crossed my mind that I could quit. And I I remember a particularly sharp, high incline. It was probably the steepest road I've ever seen in my life. And I couldn't even imagine that a car could go up that steep. And yet we were running up and over it. Well, to be honest, I was walking up and over it. And I remember about halfway up going, man, this is crazy. Why am I doing this? And I argued with myself for all the reasons I should quit. And as I continued on up, I just decided one foot after another, I would continue the process to the top, only to get to the top, turn a corner and see yet another expense. And I remember sitting there going, I could quit right now. If I just sat down here, somebody would eventually come by and pick me up and I would be done with this. That's the difference between feeling like quitting and deciding to quit because I had no real reason to quit. I had trained. I had all the training behind me. I had the knowledge of what I needed to do. And I had decided to finish the race. I can feel like quitting and decide to finish what I started. So what does it feel like to want to quit? Well, it's based, I think, in really three core places. Your hurt, your disappointment, and your frustration. Those are all very similar places. They're all based in that same general vicinity of emotional life. Hurt, you can feel rejected by not being able to make progress. Disappointment, you could have wished for something else and and maybe you try something. Just earlier today, I was having a conversation with another person who was telling me that, that, you know, giving the apology letter didn't do what they thought it would do. They were disappointed with the effect. And I said, But the whole process was not a magic moment. And that's the thing about this process. It's not about a magic moment. It is about the process and continuing to to kind of soldier through those tough times. So disappointment is usually about having created a false expectation of hope about something in particular, not about the process. And then there's that frustration. And the frustration really is another way of talking about hurt and anger, the frustration that you just can't get through, that you can't win the other person over. But I want you to note that those are all feelings. They're all emotions. And you still have a choice on what you're going to do about that. Now, let's go to the decide part. I believe that there's always a time when somebody can say, I've had enough. I'm not the person who believes that you should just, for the rest of your life, be trying to save your marriage. I am here to provide the tools and the resources and the knowledge if you want to keep trying. But I also believe that each person gets to say, I've had enough. So today, I'm talking about distinguishing between just feeling like that and how you decide that. So let me point out three areas that begin to be about that decide piece. The first one is to make sure it really is a choice, not a reaction. If it's based in emotion, it's a reaction. If you've worked your plan, if you've gone through the process, if you really stuck through it, then it begins to be a choice of reflection. You're thinking about what's gone on, all the things you've tried, and you make a choice. So let me first say that if you've been working on this for uh, a couple of weeks, 
that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who really have put in some time and effort and they've done the plan, not they tried something. But if you've done your plan and you get to that place where you say, you know what, I really am satisfied. That brings us to point number two, that the choice is based on done. If you get to the place where you can be disappointed and you can be grieving the loss, but you know you have done what you're willing to do, that you're done, that you have done everything you're willing to do, or that you get to the place where your spouse has done something so so horrendous to the relationship that that makes you done, then you can make a choice that you won't work on it anymore. And then there's the final one, and I call this the seesaw. If you're imagining a seesaw, that, that you know, if you're sitting on the end of a seesaw and the other person gets off, you flop to the ground, right? That's one end of the seesaw. And then as you move to the middle, you find a balance point. So let's imagine that seesaw at one end is zero. And zero means I'm completely out. And then there's a hundred, which means I am completely in. My feeling is that we all exist on that spectrum. And people who are, are working on a relationship, when they're working on it, are somewhere on that balance point. And so to ask yourself the question, where am I on that balance point? Am I at zero where I have completely given up? At at which point my discussion with you is irrelevant. Am I at 100 where it doesn't matter what happens? I'm going to keep at it. Or are you more likely somewhere between 50 and 70? That tends to be the people I talk with, 50 to 70. Here's the interesting thing. When you get to 50, it can go either way. Now, let me just say that doesn't mean you have no feelings about it, that you, know, you can go either way and not have any feelings, but that if it works out, that would be great. If it doesn't work out, you know you'll be okay. That's a 50-50 right in the middle. My feeling is that the PowerPoint in working on this is when you are not at 100, but you have much more power at that 60, 50 to 60 point, because at that point you can say, hey, you know what? I want to work on this, but I need something from you. That doesn't mean you have to wait until you're at 60 to work on this. It just means that that there's a power shift in that, that you're closer to each other at that point and you can negotiate differently. As long as you are at a place where there's a balance point in some way, you might choose to continue to work on it. Once you cross over that 50, once you hit into the 40s to 30s to 20s, your decision to act on it is going to diminish. And that's the, the difference. Sometimes people are at 80 and 70, even 90, and they feel like quitting. The feeling like quitting is different than getting down to that 20 to 30 point when you decide you won't work on it anymore. You decide that the energy is gone. So my suggestion is that if you feel like quitting, that you assess, is it based in emotions? And then you get to the place where you're not feeling you're deciding you're at a different point. I finished the marathon. I finished it in spite of my constant feeling along the way that I wanted to quit. In fact, I would say all the way through until I got to the last mile or so, two miles, once I'd crossed probably about the 10-mile point. From, so from 10 miles to the 24-mile point, I was constantly having a conversation in my mind about quitting. But it was from a feeling place. It didn't make sense to quit. I knew what I needed to do. I knew all I needed to do was keep putting one foot in front of the other, following my plan to run that race. I needed to stay hydrated. 
I needed to keep the calories in, one foot after the other. I could have quit at any time. Plenty of other people did. But my decision to continue was each step of the way. Finally, as I got towards the end, I no longer felt like quitting because I knew I could get there. But the feeling can last most of the race. It might for you too. The place for you to distinguish is the difference between feeling like quitting and when you decide to quit. Now, if you still need help and resources in getting your plan going and getting the process going and working through this, if you don't have it, I invite you to grab my system. You can go to savethemarriage.com and grab my system and get started. If you continue to struggle and you find yourself wanting to continue but feeling like you don't know what to do, let me know. We have coaches on staff and I have the virtual coaching program that can help you through that process. Just make sure that you know the difference between feeling like quitting and deciding to quit. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.